0: You're listening to The Interview, in-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Declan Curry, brought to you by The Retail Exchange, in association with Retail Focus Magazine and Visual
1: Thinking, inspiring retail performance. Hello and welcome to this Retail Exchange podcast. I'm Declan Curry, talking about innovation and new technologies in store with Bridget Lee, who's the Director of Stores Online and multi-channel at O2. Uh, Bridget, you're very welcome. Thank you for your uh, time today. You have a store of the future. You've been uh, doing some thinking about what a store design should look like. Tell us a bit about what you've got.
0: That's right, Declan, we have. Um, I mean, if you think about mobile phone retailing, it's been quite uh, traditional, quite functional and transactional, actually in the past. And what I wanted to create with the stores of the future was to uh, sort of to turn the sort of mobile phone stereotype on its head uh, and to really create spaces that were inspirational, that were beautifully designed, where customers really wanted to spend time and learn more about technology.:
1: So describe the store to me, the story of the future. What does your version of it look like?
0: So our version of it is very much about attracting customers from the high street. We have an issue within our sector that footfall is in decline. So it's really important that we pull people in from the high street uh, and bring them into the store. And then when we get them in the store, that actually there's something really exciting and compelling to do. So we've done that by creating really interesting and inspiring windows to start off with. If you think of a traditional mobile phone store, it's very much about the deal of the day, offers, etc and actually one one uh, brand looks very similar to another brand. Within our uh, stores of the future, what we've done is actually we don't necessarily lead in with phones, and we actually definitely don't lead in with price. We lead in with interesting technologies that customers are intrigued by, interactive windows that customers can uh, touch and play and interact with. Um, and then when we get the customers through the door, again, you're not into a store straight away. You're not into selling space. You're into what we call an inspire zone, and in that zone there's uh, again it's it's an area where the customers can play can learn about new technology can interact with with our gurus in store Um, it's a very inspirational space and then once you're through that space that's when you start to get into what would be seen as more selling space Um, But in that area, again, we've treated that space quite differently. We now have a a large area in the middle of the store. It's a huge table, actually, um, where customers can sit down, interact. They can plug in their phones and charge. They can hot desk if they want. They can have a meeting there. Or they can actually interact with our, our gurus and advisors in the stores. So, again, just going back to the traditional mobile phone store, it was about come in, transact and leave. These stores are more about, you know, coming in, interacting with our people, learning more about connectedness, uh, and hopefully being a little bit more inspired by technology.
1: Some of the look and feel of the store of the future was inspired not by other retailers, but by the hospitality industry, by hotels. And I thought that was remarkable because it's sometimes difficult to admit that you've looked outside for inspiration, that you've learned from what other people do. I think it's very important to look outside
0: for inspiration. Um, If you look at the mobile sector, I don't think it's particularly inspiring. Uh, Right now, I think all of the mobile retailers are changing their look and feel, and that's a really good thing for us. It's a really good thing for the sector and for customers. Uh, But I still can't say that it's particularly exciting. Um, so it was really important that we found a sector that we felt there was some exciting things going on um, and that customers were really doing some different stuff in in certain spaces. And, you know, hotel lobbies, we saw some very different behaviours going on. Uh, so that's where we looked.
1: I'm sure they'll be hugely flattered because I know that the hotel industry looks at retail Uh, for examples on how it can improve its offering.
0: Yeah, and I think we're not, I'm not talking about all hotels, but, you know, I live in Manchester, I work in London a lot, I spend a lot of time in hotels, and I think, you know, those more niche hotel brands that are trying to do some different things, we certainly can learn from
1: those people. That's the key element, isn't it? It, It's doing things differently from how they've been done before. Absolutely, yes. So what you're describing here is the social side of retail, that it's not just the transaction, you need that social engagement.
0: Absolutely, and and when we were looking at how to design those spaces, places where people wanted to come in and spend time, we actually didn't look at retail, other retailers, we looked at hospitality. Uh, We looked at hotels, hotel lobbies, who were the people that were doing it really well, and what what was it that they were doing that just made their customers very happy about spending time there and drinking lots of expensive coffee, for example, when they're having a meeting. Um, And and in these stores, we serve coffee as well, free tea and coffee, obviously, to to the people that are hot-desking there. Um, But we also do use these as social spaces. So our people in the stores um, have sessions with uh, older people to teach them about technology. We have sessions with parents to teach them how to keep their kids safe online. They really are uh, community hubs as well as uh, more traditional
1: stores. It's a big gamble because... They still have to function as stores. There still has to be a transaction uh, at some point. There still has to be money changing hands. It can't just be about the chit-chat.
0: I agree and um, I think it's very easy to design a beautiful space that is absolutely not commercial. Um, that's I mean that's lots of fun to do that. But actually it's much more difficult to design a space that that looks fantastic that customers uh, you know are inspired by and that is also a commercial space as well. The nice thing about these stores is that they, they do balance those two things, I believe, very well. And the results, the commercial results, would suggest that we've got that balance right.
1: Yes, what are your customers saying to you about this?
0: Our customers absolutely love these stores. We already have very good customer service uh, scores across the whole of the estate. But in these stores, they uh, pretty much from day one have been performing about 10 percentage points ahead of the
1: rest of the business. So having looked at how the stores of the future have performed and how they've been received by customers, what are the learnings that you've drawn from that and can you apply that across the rest of the chain?
0: So I think, first of all, we that we, we didn't roll these stores out immediately because we wanted to make sure that we could find a, a viable way, from a financial perspective, of actually rolling the stores out. We've worked very hard to value engineer the concept, and we've now got that concept to be very cost-effective and actually less expensive than our old concept, which was the traditional uh, concept. So we're now in a, in a position where we are able to start that rollout, which we're, we're very
1: excited by. But even if you minimise the cost of rolling it out and you focus it on the absolutely key essential uh, things that you've learned, it's still a big commitment.
0: It is, but it's important that we keep moving the customer experience on. And I think in our sector uh, versus other sectors, we are behind. Uh, And I think mobile retailers need to raise the bar. Uh, And I am very confident that we uh, are leading in that particular space. We look at other sectors uh, as our competitors, and I would like us to be the best retailer on the high street.
1: You are a, a mix of stores that you own directly and franchise stores. There's an issue here of how you ensure that you have a consistent approach and a consistent look and feel across the whole chain.
0: Absolutely. It's really important that we do keep that consistency and that our customers don't notice the difference between a franchise store or, or a company-owned store. Uh, we do that in a number of ways. We've got some fantastic, very committed franchisees who um, truly believe in and support the vision that we have for the stores in the next, in the next few years. But we also have um, a very strong agreement as well. So within that franchise agreement, it's made really clear uh, the standards that we expect from our franchisees. And of course, we have a field team as well that go out and make sure that those standards are adhered to.
1: But you also have uh, initiatives to uh, encourage people to be excellent at what they do.
0: We certainly do. We have got a couple of different initiatives, actually. Um, We've got a visual excellence, love what you do initiative, uh, would be be one of those, uh, which really was, I suppose, when I first joined the organisation from fashion, it was quite interesting to see that sort of visual, um, visual excellence, visual skills, probably weren't uh, as important within the mobile retailing sector as they may be in fashion. Uh, and it was really important for me to speak to some external people to help us uh, create a workforce of individuals who absolutely made sure that visual, uh, the visual appeal in the store was um, of the highest standard. And so that's why we created Visual Excellence.
1: Tell me a little bit about the, the your role, the job that you do. It, it is one of the longer job titles. Uh, I'm not sure how you fit all this on (laughs) on a single business card. Director of stores, online, multi-channel and supply chain. It's an enormous remit.
0: It is a really large remit and my role grew last year Um, but predominantly my background is stores so um, you know bricks and mortar retailing i suppose is is where uh, i've spent most of my career moving into online and it's uh, i've got a great online team um the multi-channel piece is really about how we blend all of the channels together and create that seamless shopping experience um and then supply chain was an additional bonus that i wasn't sure i was going to get but um (laughs) that obviously it's great having that within my remit too Uh,
1: and having all those things together it allows for a I suppose, a consistency, uh, a a unanimity and approach.
0: certainly does. There's, uh, you know, the same culture within all of those uh, different areas. And certainly between stores and online, it's great that those two areas aren't competing at all. You know, we all work together and make the decisions together.
1: Breaking down the silos that might have existed uh, in the past. And your biggest challenge, your biggest opportunity, as you see it at the minute, what would they be?
0: The biggest challenge really is about how we create uh, a beautifully seamless uh, shopping experience across all of the channels. I know that's a challenge for many other uh, people as well within retail, but, you know, the person that absolutely gets that right first, and I think there are very few out there, will um, certainly lead their own sector.
1: Some of your customers will know exactly what they want when they go into the store or online. Some of them will still be a bit intimidated By mobiles and what they do and what they want from them. How do you design a retail offer that works in-store and online across that range of customer comfort?
0: Yeah, it it is something we have to give a a lot of consideration to. From a store perspective, it's very important that we absolutely cater to those very digitally savvy individuals, as well as people that are new to to technology. Um, And we do that through having advisors who have lots and lots of, you know, basic knowledge about smartphones and technology and connectedness generally. But we also have gurus and our gurus are digital experts that are able to communicate with those very digitally savvy individuals to help them get even more from technology and from from their mobile phone. And we do a very similar thing online as well, which is very much about the the user experience and designing um, web pages that cater for every type of customer um, and take them down the correct journey to enable them to purchase what it is that's most appropriate.
1: So, Bridget, what does the future of retail look like and feel like to you?
0: in the future stores will definitely be more experiential there'll be larger spaces with lots of experiences where i can touch and feel the product but i can also interact with great individuals that understand the brand and that know how that brand can um, benefit me as a customer Um, i potentially will want to dwell more in those spaces as well and i also want to be able to shop in store but maybe save my purchases and continue to look online later on. So I think this whole multi-channel piece between shopping online and shopping in store will become a much uh, more important factor in the future.
1: And in your area of retail there is of course enormous potential from technology as we move into the connected home, as we move into the internet of things. You are right there as Uh, not just the retailer of the product, but as the guide to customers.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people are starting to look at, um, you know, smart home, etc. We have our own smart home that we've just started to launch. We've just started to roll that out. Um, And within our stores as well, is a great opportunity for us to actually use a lot of that technology for customers to play with it in store. NFC technology is something that we're experimenting with at the moment and looking at sort of Endless aisle as well in store, something that a lot of retailers are starting to do more and more with. So we may not stock all of the product in store, but actually by touching your phone on an NFC tag, you can see there just what the full range might be and you can buy online and it potentially could be ready for you when you get home.
1: So you are optimistic?
0: I'm very optimistic. The high street is definitely not going to be dead. It will change, um, but... I think you know the social aspect of shopping is probably going to become more and more important over the next few years. Bridget Lee, thank you very much. Thanks very much, Declan. You've been listening to the interview brought to you by The Retail Exchange. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the conversation on Twitter hashtag #retailexchange. The interview is supported by Retail Transformation Agency Visual Thinking in association with Retail Focus magazine. Thanks for
1: listening.